brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that supports life and family. 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite charity. Mention offer code TRADITION for a special Christmas offer. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. The resistance to Francis's diabolical blessings document continues to grow. And now in his own homeland, we have news that an association of Catholic attorneys has formally written to Francis to ask him to rescind the document, to pull back on it. We already know that a thousand bishops around the world have said no. And there are around 4,000 bishops in the world, give or take, at least last time I checked, probably not counting auxiliary bishops, so it's not an insignificant number of them who have said no. A thousand. Most of those bishops who said no didn't do so with big public letters or big addresses or anything else, but many of them are saying no. And now you have a group of Catholic lawyers from Francis's own homeland of Argentina saying, no, please, Francis, rescind the document. Here is their statement. Argentinian Catholic Lawyers Corporation petitioned to the Holy Father for love of the truth and infidelity to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Catholic Lawyers Corporation of the Argentine Republic publicly makes this petition to Francis requesting the abrogation of Declaration Fiducia Supplicans of the Prefect of the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith. This is due to the grave damage to the faith and to moral customs that, is con- that its content generates in the people of God through the teaching effect of the law. Given that through the Declaration, blessings of couples in irregular situations and of double S couples are permitted, which implies that they are not made to the persons that integrate them individually and separately, but to the couples as such, in spite of maintaining a common life outside of marriage, in an objective situation or close to the grave sins of adultery or sins of the flesh, with the only condition that the couple requests it. Since the document considers these blessings a spiritual good, clerics are obliged to impart them, since, quote, the laity, like all the Christian faithful, have the right to receive abundantly from the sacred pastors the help of the spiritual goods of the church, and because, according to the declaration, quote, Neither should the church's closeness to every situation in which God's help is requested through a simple blessing be impeded or forbidden. This makes it clear that the new practice is introduced by means of an act of authority, whose substance is that of of being a true legal provision, because it has a force of obligation, and as such becomes part of the law of the church, suppressing the previous rules, which, based on immutable doctrine that such relationships are outside the law of God and cannot be favored in any way, prohibited such blessings which has been recently ratified in the same pontificate. The assessment that there has been a change in doctrine and not something merely disciplinary is the reasonable consequence that arises from the objective facts prudently considered by the common man. In fact, suffice it to point out that the Dictionary of the Spanish Royal Academy defines the term blessing in its different meanings as 1. Consecration, sanctification, or sacralization. 2. Consent, approval, assent, favor, grace, or congratulation. Three, blessing from God, or four, nuptial blessings. On the other hand, when defining the conjunction of blessing of God, it does it in the following way, quote, excellent or very beneficial thing, and that of, quote, casting the blessing as, quote, ratifying or confirming something. This perception is not avoided by only declaring the document the intention to keep firm to that one by means of complex or subtle grounds, 
unacceptable for experts and scandalous for people of simple faith before the evident contradictory message of separating the law from the doctrine that essentially founds them. As a consequence, there will be an actual impossibility of distinguishing between the goodness and sanctity of a relationship founded on holy matrimony from the intrinsic malice of the sins that are caused in these other relationships by reason of the right of couples to demand the blessing, the obligation imposed on clerics to impart it, and the duty of bishops to favor them. On the other hand, the assessment that this doctrinal change has taken place has been pointed out by influential media worldwide, a circumstance that will have harmful consequences on the civil legislation that governs societies. The laws of the church must be clear in order to serve as a model for them. The situation created by the Declaration is particularly serious with regards to children and adolescents, who are scandalized because at that stage of growth they are exposed and defenseless to be subject to harm from these things, with the vivid examples of blessed couples, of falling in their youth into the false doctrines that promote divorce, free love, and those that exalt the practice of the James Martin sin, intrinsically disordered and contrary to the natural law, and promote uh, the ideology of the flesh, even in children themselves. They're, they are uh, forcefully promoted by states through iniquitous laws that oppress the faithful. To the extent that the Declaration has the approval of the highest authority of the Church, the assessment and the judgment of the state authorities of the existence of a doctrinal change affects the seriousness of the grounds on which the right to conscientious objection is exercised before them. It also plays down the fulfillment of the ideals of Catholic institutions, especially educational and health institutions severely attacked at present, because it is under the conditions of the positive laws in force in modern society, through the exercise of their right to religious freedom contained in those rules, that citizens and institutions resist to the civil sphere in order to not be part, through formal or material cooperation, of acts or situations contrary to the precepts of religion and morality, which those laws oblige them to carry out. For the same reason, the right of parents to educate their children according to their moral and religious convictions recognized by civil laws and international treaties, such as the Conventions on the Rights of the Child, the American Convention on Human Rights, and the additional protocol for, to the Convention for the Protection of Human Rights and Fundamental Freedoms to the European Convention on Human Rights, is also clearly restricted. Indeed, this right includes mainly the right to prevent their children or wards from being instructed in what the parents or guardians deem harmful and detrimental for being contrary to them, which requires the demonstration that the concrete and specific contents of the teaching affect their spiritual, moral, physical, social, or emotional well-being. It is a minimum requirement that the law does not cause harm. This is not accepted for the purpose of satisfying some aspect of an alleged particular good because it would be used to justify for the sake of the end the use of an intrinsically evil means. The Declaration Fiducia Supplicans, in its essential part, results in a necessary harmful effect for the common good of society and the Church. Nor can any provision or prescription of it, whatever its juridical nature, imperatively command that bishops, priests, deacons, catechists, or laity should participate, cooperate, approve, consent, convalidate, propitiate, or advise what they recognize as openly contrary to the commandments of the law of God, from which no human authority can exempt, waive, moderate, or relax their observance, either expressly and assertively or by omission to teach the truth clearly, whatever the nature and aim of the purpose invoked. As a result, the faithful abandon themselves in the darkness of error and sin, renouncing their mission within the church to proclaim the truth and the good, which the Declaration coercively imposes on them to carry out against their own consciousness, which no one by divine and natural right has the authority to violate. By the mandate of Jesus Christ given to Peter to confirm his brethren in the faith, we ask His Holiness Francis, as a Catholic institution, obliged to express its opinion according to its own position, exercise, quote, the power, indeed sometimes the duty, 
to express its opinion on matters concerning the good of the church. See Lumen Gentium, paragraph 37. The immediate revocation of the declaration fiducio supplicans to avoid certain and serious damage to the faith, morals, and life of the church. Unanimously approved at the meeting of the Board of Directors of the Catholic Lawyers Corporation held in the city of Buenos Aires on December 21, 2023, signed Long List of Lawyers. And that was the declaration of Argentinian lawyers in Francis's old diocese demanding that he rescind this diabolical letter that he allowed to be published. A letter that we know he signed personally in a way that's unusual for rulings from the DDF in a meeting with Fernandez the day before it was issued. We know because Fernandez himself published the itinerary of his own meeting with Francis, just to show that Francis did approve this document. I don't know if much will come from this, as much as anybody else. I would hope that something does come from this, that we do see a change in the policy position of the Vatican, but we shall see. Curious what you think about this, so let me know in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help, so to share this on social media, that helps too. If you want to read this for yourself, I'll have it linked today in the show notes at returntotradition.org. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.